It's called wokeness, and it's a plague. A plague that places tyranny before freedom, criminality over virtue, and hate over love. It's a plague that threatens what millions have died for. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. We will fight it. We will defeat it. We will eradicate it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the least woke man in America. That's right. I am the least woke man in America, and you are the never woke nation. And together, we are fighting to turn this country around. We know that the gunless, godless, free speechless, gender confused, meatless hellhole, the progressive left has fought for years now to create in this country is not the way it's supposed to be. It's not the way it's supposed to be. We are a republic with a constitution that protects individual rights. But on the other hand, we know that has not been the default way of living, the default way of government for human beings for thousands of years. There's always dictators, there's bullies, there's people with utopian visions who have little respect for individual rights. That has always been the case. It's no different right now, and we are fighting to keep our democracy. We are fighting for individual liberty against the really poisonous concept of wokeness, of progressive progressivism that seems to be dominating, unfortunately, our culture right now. But we are making progress. So with that being said, to be honest, I wasn't even planning on doing a podcast today. Uh, I was trying to clean up my previous podcast, get them promoted. There's things I have to do so they so show up in search engines, etc. But given what has taken place here, frankly, I couldn't help to keep my mouth shut. Uh, which I guess is good if you're a podcaster and you're interested in politics. But what I'm talking about is still the situation, the shooting in Buffalo, and how it has been handled by the media almost instantly. That's the amazing part. That's the part that's just mind-blowing to me. So what we do now is a producer recap. We give a recap to the news story for people who are busy. But this story is so... Significant. I'm sure most people have heard of it by, by now, but a little recap uh, for producers, people who are busy, don't know the details, even though information is so accessible in our society, mature, hardworking, law-abiding citizens, sometimes uh, we call the producers, sometimes they can't, you know, don't have time to sit down and read things, etc. Um, that's what a producer, what's a non-producer? Well, let's see. If you weigh 500 pounds and collect disability because you screwed your knee up, um, you're not necessarily a producer. Sorry. I mean, uh, where I live, there's old women in their 70s who drive in snowstorms, have arthritis, and still find a way to work at grocery stores and Walmart in the middle of the winter. Um, If you are a trust fund baby who's 33 years old and you kind of make some money on the, the side with the hemp shirt you make, and you can give beautiful dissertations on how effed up capitalism man is, man, even though the byproducts of capitalism is what funded your trust fund that you live off of. And capitalism is meant to hold us down, man. It's suppression, man. You are not a producer. This podcast is probably not for you. Um, so there was 13 people shot, 11 dead, 
or excuse me, 10 dead in Buffalo, New York. All 10 of the people who are dead are were African-American. One was a security guard who tried to shoot the shooter, to kill, kill the shooter. He was a retired Buffalo policeman. Uh, the shooter was a young white male, very disturbed young white male. Now it's coming out. He had a history of problems. So obviously somebody's going to be in trouble now, but uh, what more was it? was not done earlier with this kid. Um, so a retired Buffalo policeman was a security guard at the store. He tried to shoot him. The shooter had body armor on, didn't kill him. So he's able to shoot back and kill the security guard. Sad. Uh, 86-year-old black woman was killed. So just a horrific event. Ten people dead at a Topps grocery store in Buffalo, New York. So under normal circumstances, the race should not matter. It could have been a white person killing 10 white people, a black person killing 10 black people, 10 dead people who are just as human as you and I buying groceries on a Saturday morning is a sad set of events. So it's that was sad. Now we go into the shameless department. The shameless department, of course, was brought to you by the American media, specifically the mainstream media and the left-wing media. Because within hours, hours of the shooting, details were revealed about the shooter's social media accounts and something about replacement theory. So then they took replacement theory, which we'll get into, and associated that with Elise Stefanik and Tucker Carlson. No coincidence there. They are both young, conservative, right-wing superstars. Stefanik in Congress, third most powerful uh, member of the GOP in Congress, and she beat out media darling Liz Cheney to get that position. She was also a major player fighting for Trump during the fake Russian impeachment. Now, the Cheney thing I find is so funny. You know, she's the media's big buddy now. They didn't have one decent word for her father during the eight years he was vice president. They called him Darth Vader. They may just made him out to be the spawn of the devil. He didn't care about any of the troops who were killed and wounded in Iraq. It was all about him making money. Now, Liz Cheney, because she fought against Trump and their BS, as I call it, the January 6th Select Committee, 8% inflation, no one cares. Um, you know, the congressional committee that was supposed to, supposed to investigate January 6th. There's only one thing you need to know about January 6th. Well, two things. One, it wasn't right. But two, Nancy Pelosi was the one who decided not to have additional National Guard troops the day the fake insurrection happened. What took place there was not right. I did not support it, but it was not an insurrection. As you can see by these sentences being handed down to the people involved. Anyway, that aside, so... The bodies weren't even in the morgue yet. Try, trying to sound gruesome, but it's true. And the media had found a way to wrap this shooting around a young, rising female Republican superstar and Tucker Carlson with the highest-rated primetime news show on TV. Really masterful. Like I said, masterful. Olympic-level levels of manipulation here. I mean, this is a mini laptop, as I call it. It's not as big as the suppressing of the Hunter Biden laptop, which we now know is true, which cost Donald Trump the presidential election. That was also a masterful, masterstroke of lying, deceit, and manipulation on their part. But this is what we call a mini laptop. Not same principles, but just not as big, but, you know, really bad. So then 
There's also manipulation, if you think about it, baked into this whole concept of the replacement theory. The essence of which is that many white middle class and, well, I don't know if it's, classes matter, but especially working class, middle class, the groups that draw the biggest disdain from progressive elites, they are really upset because they believe that Democratic politicians are actually only letting Latinos in this country, not out of empathy, which is true, it's not out of empathy, but to uh, dilute the power of native-born white Americans. And so that's a very crafted way of pe people saying, if you do not agree with us flooding your country where you have paid taxes, where your ancestors went back multiple generations, normally fighting in multiple wars to protect the country and the Constitution. If you are not for that, you are a ra racist. By default, you must support um, replacement theory. You must be afraid that you're losing your power. You must be afraid that we're diluting your voting power. So. It's a level of pathological evil and arrogance on their part to allow that to happen. And then the manipulation where if you fight against it and you stand against it, somehow you are the bad guy. You are the racist. You are the white supremacist who does not lay down and, let, and just allow millions of undocumented people um, come to a country, collect social services, it, it, you don't vet them. I'm not saying they're all bad, but you don't know who's drug dealers, etc. My thing uh, with this immigration is so sad because on the one hand, there are great workers. A lot of these Latino people are great workers. How they come here is such a problem for me. But on the other hand, I'm in construction. I know how bad we need them, which I know a lot of you might rub the wrong way, but we have a chronic worker shortage in this country based on Babies not being born and just a lazy, undisciplined culture. Again, you don't want to hear it, but if we're going to live in physical buildings and go to restaurants, etc., we need work done. We've created this problem for ourselves. But that aside, that aside, so I am not coming at this as some crazy Latino hating racist. And the people who, let's put it this way, there are a lot of people who agree with replacement theory and they've never heard of replacement theory. They're not on the dark web at night and secret Ku Klux Klan and white supremacist um, hate groups and forums and whatever you want to call it or on text threads with you know 20 of their racist buddies. There are people out there who are good people, if that means anything to anybody out there. I know it doesn't mean anything to the left who will laugh and say, well, you know, the reason they want all them in here is because they become Democrats once they get amnesty, and they'll, you know, they'll have a huge majority politically. Everybody knows that. Freaking everybody. Even a lot of Democrats joke around about it. So they could play this game with Stefanik and Tucker with the replacement theory and, you know, put this beautiful bow, this package around it, call it replacement theory, and if anybody even goes near there, they are somehow a white supremacist, and they are now tied to the shooter in Buffalo. He'll kill 10 black people. Oh my, so it becomes a, oh my God, you really believe that? I can't believe you really believe that. Oh my God. So you have 5% of the population that are not half-baked trying to manipulate 
the 60-70% who are grounded in reality know what's really going on and to somehow that they're bad people. It goes along with the baby formula thing. I don't know if you saw this. Stefanik just day before this. She's been a for a young upstate northern New York rural congresswoman in her 30s. She's gotten a lot of attention the last couple of days. And because she's the one that said baby formula should not be going to the southern border. Um it's if if we have a shortage in this country and people on the left, liberal Twitter, etc., went insane. Here's the reality of the situation, as I said before. If you took a white male Teamsters Union truck driver, a woman who's a black nurse, she associates the party with uh, a Democratic Party, you know, just because she's a black woman, she feels that's where she should be, a second generation Mexican business owner in Iowa, or and if all three of them probably voted for Joe Biden, all three of them would say, of course, if you have factories with formula, your citizens have to come first. I'm around these people all week. They are not who the progressive left thinks they are. It's not that they're bad people. They're realistic. And then what happens is they will snicker. Some, you'll have some of the worst human beings, people who believe in abortion after the baby is born, people who think that a school teacher should be talking to kids about gender, and somehow they will demonize people who either, one, see what's going on as far as the dilution, the creating Democrats by flooding the southern border. It's not empathy. Or two, with the baby formula thing. They will demonize those people. And these are some of the worst people in America. So the whole thing has been um, disgraceful, but we have we are fighting back. And that's what's so critical. When situations like this take place, and I'll wrap it up here, it goes back to me. I know I mentioned him a lot, but Rush Limbaugh. And even before him, who he looked up to, William Buckley, Firing Line, National Review, the beginning of conservative media in this country. Because if you look at this situation, and if all you had was David Muir and Lester Hole and Rachel Maddow and Anderson Cooper to tell the country what is going on in this situation, you are done. Because now Stefanik is pressure on at least Stefanik to resign, even from other Republicans. You've got all types of people who know what's going on in the southern border, who know what the intentions are, but they're looking over each shoulder, afraid to say anything, because they don't want to be like that white shooter in Buffalo who believed in replacement theory, because they saw in the 630 News with Lester Holt, you know, if you believe that stuff, that means you're part of replacement theory, and you're part, like that kid who killed the black people. No, 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 pump the brakes. No one's putting up with it anymore. You know, Ben Shapiro, I was so honored today, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but Ben Shapiro, his podcast mirrored mine. Obviously, he's Ben Shapiro. He's 10 times better than I am. And he's incredible intellect. But I was so honored because, per frankly, I am the not-woke conservative baboon uh, person. And even I was apprehensive yesterday talking about this in a podcast because the people had just died. But then I thought, they're the ones that made this political already. I have to say something. And maybe Shapiro was the same way. I don't know. But it had to get so political so fast. And it, it was really disgraceful. It's almost like they had it in their back pocket. It really is. Especially with Stefanik. And I'm not a conspiracy person. I'm not saying the government had those people killed in stages shooting and all that crazy nonsense. I don't believe that. But they, the way they pulled that out so quick was just masterful. And But, you know, Stefanik also. Um, the right-wing media, like I said, Ben Shapiro... Uh, so many right-wing people have pumped the are not immediately 
went to town saying, no, we're not putting up with this. And then Stefanik, in a Trump-esque way, even though I'm not going to give Trump too much credit for this because she is known as a no-nonsense type of person. She put out a tweet today. The American people are smart, period. It is a all-caps fact that all-caps Democrats have been explicitly pushing for amnesty for years, specifically for political and electoral purposes. Not one ounce of backing down. So like I told you before, DeSantis against Disney, Musk buying Twitter, Reed Hastings, not a card-carrying Republican or conservative, telling people at Netflix, either grow up or get a different job. Same thing with Stefanik here. Again, I don't want to say that um, the boys made her do it. No, she's a tough woman. She probably, even if done those things would have happened, she would have done it on her own. But there's something in the water here. And see, the Democrats are going to have to face this. Uh, there's going to be a great evaporation of a lot of this woke nonsense. Might not be good for me and my podcast since I'm the least, least woke man in America. But... And this is why I didn't even want to do a podcast today. I was trying to get one ready for the economy regarding, excuse me, regarding the massive recession I see coming. How the Fed and the Federal, uh, the Treasury are doing practically nothing and Biden uh, are doing nothing right when it comes to inflation. So, but my point is, when you go into the possible economic nightmare we, become, we might be going into, no one is going to care about pregnant men and cis uh binary people and inflection points and crt and all this stuff no one is going to care at all that's the big joke about that's the ironic thing about all of this all of this nonsense it's not some breakthrough in human evolution it is the product of a culture being at its zenith as far as laziness and spoiledness and narcissism, pregnant men, are you kidding me? That is not progress. That is when everyone is so fat, dumb, and happy and in college dorm rooms on borrowed money with too much time on their hands and being told what they want to hear and constantly obsessed with themselves. That's what you come up with. And that's when you are at the top, the peak of a society before it takes a major hit. And they are so self-deceived and foolish, they can't see it. And that's why we need to prepare and face reality, even though it might not be too pretty. But like I said, we have made progress here just by the response alone. What took place was sad. The event was tragic, terrible. Uh, the event itself, as far as the 10 black people buying groceries, end up dead. The media response was absolutely disgraceful. But the fight back, the resistance of not putting up with it, not tiptoeing, not putting that, oh my God, yeah, I guess. I, you know, the, not being the apologist, the Adam Kissingers, the Liz Cheneys, who have terrible cases of John McCain disease, where they just can't wait to apologize for being a Republican, can't wait to be apologized for being a conservative, can't wait, love it when the members of the media run up to them and say, oh, I don't know how you do it among those people. Well, I do it for the good of the country, you know, because I believe what I believe, but I just, I'm not necessarily uh, like them, but I just have the similar values. I'm blah, 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 blah. I know they're awful and I need to apologize for them. None of that. None whatsoever. So, I hope this puts some clarity in it. Hopefully these families can heal. Hopefully the media's response to this doesn't create 
more hate, which it could absolutely do. Until next time, everybody, I am the least woken man in America. You are the never woke nation and our fight continues.